Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Sean Smith. Audiences are not what they used to be. There's more choice, more fragmentation, and pretty much more of everything than ever before. Traditional ways of thinking are being challenged. New platforms and technologies are emerging and merging, and buckets of data are being produced, more data than we ever previously thought possible. So how do you go beyond the data to something you can actually use? How do you crunch it all? How do you make sense of it? David Phillips is president and COO of NLogic. He's my guest today. NLogic is Canada's leading provider of audience analysis tools for the TV and radio broadcast industry, media agencies, and many other clients, large and small. Now, David has been responsible for running NLogic since its launch as BBM Analytics in 2006, and he's evolved the company into a client-focused, innovative, and profitable data-driven company. Now, if you know David, you know he's also providing a great deal of thought leadership to the industry as a regular speaker and a participant in conferences and longstanding member of several industry bodies, including IAB Canada, CARF, and BRC. Joining us from Toronto today, David Phillips. Hello. Thank you. Great to be here. I wanted to pick your brain today as an industry leader um, in terms of you know, as broadcasters, how how do we navigate the emerging digital landscape and and all the kinds of new data that comes with it, and 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 how do we balance that with the uh, the more traditional analytics? Uh, it's a good question. Also, one that everyone is sort of working towards and working towards solving, both in the broadcasters and and sort of the, the larger ecosystem. Which goes back, and I think there's a few ways of answering it. I mean, on on the sort of most tactical level or the most sort of day to day level, there's the challenge of looking at two different types of data that come from two different places. So you've got, you know, your traditional uh, audience metrics that come from the Maris, and then um, you have, you know, probably some combination of streaming data that comes from either your app or from Video Player or iHeart, whichever, or a combination thereof. And so part of it is there's a very sort of basic challenge of those things measure different things. One measures people and measures streams. And so how do you make sense of that? And it's not the same people. Um, or you don't know how many of them are the same people. So some of it is, is being clear on what the data is telling you what it is and what the differences of the data are. And I, I think the one thing our industry could always do a better job at, and, and this is not common to, it's not exclusive to radio, it's lots of companies need to get better at this, is making sure they understand where the data is coming from and what it can and can't tell you. Because the better you can understand that, the more you can make sense of it. So that, that, that's one bit. The other bit is sort of how practically do you do that? So, so we've got, for example, in Lens, the ability to put streaming data in the same places, the same dashboard, essentially traditional data. So you at least can begin to make sense of it. Because this whole thing is dependent on context. What does it actually mean? How does that how, what do I do as a result? And you need to sometimes just see that in the same place to help you. The the other sort of area of digital which I think is, is just full of massive opportunity and interesting ideas for, for radio is what can it do from a more general, you know, business standpoint. So putting aside data for a minute, what opportunities lie in, in digital, you know, the distribution methods for, for radio and so it seems as though, uh, you know, the challenge here is to provide solutions for television and radio that help uh, stations, uh, you know, act upon the data that is available to them. But as important as that is, 
facilitating an understanding of what to do with it and when is what you're saying. Exactly right. Exactly right. So there's, we have two large slogans written on our office in Toronto. One of them is making data make sense. But the other one is if you don't know how to ask the right question, you discover nothing. Because, you know, we've been around, I've been in this position for about 11 years and a lot of us have been around here working with clients and data for a long time. And, and when you've done, when you've been around as much as, as we have in terms of, helping, you know, at the interface between data and decisions, you realize that data in itself is, is fairly, it's not useless and it's passive. It doesn't tell you anything. And it doesn't actually help you do anything in and of itself. So so the key the key to data is, and it's another mantra we, we always keep internally, is well, so what? what? What do I do as a result? And, and there's often a gap with with vendors like us because they'll say well here's what the data you know here's your data and then they sort of you know lead clients by themselves to try and figure out what to do with it and and presenting the data although it's difficult is actually only one step the next bit is like well so what what do I do with that if I have a number that's a four not a five is that meaningful and those those answering those questions are where the value really lies for a company because you know, the, the data is only ever as useful as what you can do with it. If, if data doesn't lead to a different decision, then it's not very useful. And, and, and so interpreting the data in the context of how does this help me decide to start doing something or stop doing something is the really, really key bit. And that, that's definitely where we're focused. You know, a lot of, it's why we have like all the account executive people or the account service that we have. It's not necessarily just to, to you know, be there when people don't answer how to push a button. It's more, well, so what? What do I do with this? What does this mean? Is this significant or not? Because um, those are the really hard questions that, that require sort of you know, guidance sometimes. Let's talk about Lens for Radio for a minute. Um, it's a new software sure. from NLogic which is meant to make the radio buying and selling process more efficient. Can you talk about how, um, you know, the idea came about and how you identified the need uh, in the marketplace for, for lens for radio? Yeah, for sure. Well, we, so like I said, we, we've been working sort of, we have over 1,300 users of, of sort of radio software across the country. So that, you know, from very, very large broadcasters and agencies down to, you know, small single-person agencies in, in Manitoba. Because we work with them on a daily basis, you can very clearly see sort of common themes and common frustrations because we talk to people a lot. And one of the things that we found very clearly with, with the, the sort of old suite of software that we were selling was that the technology was sort of holding the industry back. There was the things that you would expect um, to the outside of work, you know, how you bank and how you, I don't know, like rent movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. All those things had advanced to a point where things were easier and uh, more efficient. And, and the way that people bought and sold radio, the technology that they were, they were sort of saddled with holding back the industry. There's lots of sort of, you know, PDFs and re-inputting data and, you know, problems downloading data and all this kind of stuff. And, and we're sort of driven to make things better. So we looked at that and we're like, well, we think we can do that better. Starting in October last year, we, we took a, a sort of, we started work on, on developing lens radio trading, which, which essentially cuts all that process up to sort of half. It makes the whole process a lot more efficient and a lot quicker because it's using sort of really modern technology and, and uh, we have an in-house team here that has developed it and improves it every two weeks. And, and it's pretty awesome. We, we've got a lot of gratifyingly positive feedback. And, and so what is the, uh, the takeaway for, for the radio client? One of them is the technology is modern. So the technology that, that it's based on is, again, it's all hosted, so you can access it wherever you are. That means if you're a seller, you know, if you're getting a request from an agency or if you want to create something for a, if you're a retail rep, you know, you don't have to kind of find your computer and go back to the office. You, you can do it from an iPad, you can do it from any, you know, your Mac at home, whatever. Uh, and the stuff's always up to date. So 
there's no because it's hosted there's no data dumps i don't know there's like program there's no you know we we have from september to I think it was mid-february we had 450 technical support issues with the legacy software because of mainly because of people just struggling to like download data and that kind of stuff all that goes away so you always have the most up-to-date data it always works the other bit is uh it's really it's super quick so we've got some socially slightly awkward but fantastic programmers who sit currently <laughs> about 15 yards away from the phone they've made it the tool that, that's like tremendously quick and quick not just in terms of processing but also how you put a schedule together um and how you trade so that essentially we have a platform where buyers and sellers input uh, information once and it goes in between the buyer and seller and you know reduces like i said we, we believe the steps go from about 24 to about 14 when you're buying and selling radio which is a massive massive time saving and then the last bit is it's backed up by by us so we have because we work in radio but we also work you know with various different radio products and across tv we're able to have a team of um over 30 people which you sort of need you need that many people and you need that scale to support you know 1200 users so we think there's a lot of, of reasons why people will benefit massively from them. And in fact, you know, just in the last week, we've had commitments, which we're going to be announcing next few weeks from several broadcasters, including a couple of really big ones and several big agency holding groups. So it's, we haven't really asked people for those. They just come up and sort of said, OK, we're, we're committing to you, which is really uh, gratifying. Um, and the start of more to come, I'm sure. Okay, so I'm going to frame this question to you. What's yeah. the uh, what's the goal with uh, with these developments at NLogic? Well, it, it started a few years ago. So until about sort of, I don't know about three years ago, we didn't develop our own products. We we developed a couple of like mobile products, but we didn't really develop our products in house. We sort of licensed them from other people. What I found up to that point was clients and and frankly myself, we're just getting continually sort of and increasingly frustrated. So that the industry is evolving. You know, TV and radio, that both in terms of the competition it faces and you know internal structures and, and sort of the need for greater efficiency. What buyers are used to now when they deal with digital platforms. There's so much going on in the industry that we weren't responding to. And so I felt that we needed to, to address that by becoming, uh, having the capability to offer stuff that was better and quicker and offering that stuff quicker. So the best way of doing that was to, was to ramp up our own development team. And we, we, we did that initially for TV. So we had a, we have a, product, a, a version of Lens for Lens TV, which is different to the radio product, but sits on a sort of similar platform and hosted in the same place. What we found with Lens was, was we were able for TV was we were able to do stuff, answer to the problems in a way that, that clients really needed us to. So, when we talked to TV buyers, for example, we found that their main concern wasn't having lots of sophisticated information. It was they just don't have time to do stuff. So we're like, okay, we're going to build something that's, that's really focused on time and, and time saving. And we found that with Lens, a typical buyer would save seven weeks a year switching to Lens. So, you know, that's had, and it's been the fastest growing software product we've, we've ever released. So the, the general arc was, look, broadcast is evolving. The industry around it is evolving. And we need to make sure that our clients are, are uh, sort of equipped, not just to cope with that evolution, but to lead it. You know, broadcast is facing some amazing opportunities and challenges wrought by the expectations that digital has created. I'm an absolute diehard believer in, in broadcast ability to, to meet those challenges. I think we're going to see a big swing back. But broadcast needs to be equipped with like proper technology and proper uh, tools to be able to do that. So, you know, Lens for Radio is a good example of that, where... If you're selling radio and you're selling to a you know a 26 year old buyer who's, who's used to dealing with digital platforms like Facebook and Google, you shouldn't be going in with a clunky old desktop tool. You should be going with something that looks and feels and operates a similar way to they're used to being with digital. Obviously, you know it's just it's not putting a good foot forward. And you know frankly, all, all of our companies have uh, a small 
would say it's smaller, but like people have less time than they've had before. Radio and TV companies in particular need to have the ability to sort of concentrate on, you know, changing the narrative around broadcast, on, on doing really interesting research and really interesting data that helps clients see the persistent and growing value of those media. And they can't do that after spending all their time waiting for stuff to download or waiting for stuff to process or stuff that's fixed and start getting broken. So they need to be able to have tools that let them get out you know, to get out of the way and let them get on with doing the fun stuff and the interesting stuff. That's why we set out on this whole journey, that basically we need to, our mission statement at the time is horribly cheesy to talk about mission statements, but we want to be the, the catalyst um, for the positive transformation of the industry. So we think that through, through providing technology that is up-to-date and modern and fully supported, we can help the industry um, in the transformation that's undergoing. How can those who are listening to this podcast, who are interested um, in learning more about Lens for Radio, uh, what, what paths can they take to, uh, to avail themselves of, of the service? Well, firstly, I can't imagine that anyone wouldn't be interested, Sean. Uh, there are many different paths. You can email me, dphillips at nlogic.ca. But also, if you go on our website, which is nlogic.ca, you'll see we've got, again, 30 different people there. You've got all their email addresses and phone numbers there. Um, you can follow us at, at, on Twitter, at underscore nlogic. Yeah, so just get in touch. So there's also our website, nlogic.ca, which, as well as the contact details, will have some information on, on what we're doing. And frankly, a lot of the, the agencies and broadcasters we're talking to already are familiar with Lens. So we Lens is... Um, We've had over 850 uh, users in the last three months. We have, there have been, I think, 12,000 plus reports run on the uh, on the platform to date. Like I said, we, we've already got commitments from, from a lot of clients this, this last week. So if people do want to know more, then they can um, get in contact with me or with us directly. But um, lots of people already know about it, which is great. It is such a fascinating industry and and. You know, I've got friends who work in, in creative agencies. I've got friends who work in Facebook and Google. And there's something about the broadcast industry that is, I find particularly appealing. And I think part of that is this thing we've talked to a little bit about, which is the the chance for a fight back. So, you know, Facebook and Google and those guys have sort of had it their way for a little while. I think in doing so, they've overreached a little bit. You know, I spend a lot of time studying and talking to people in the UK market and the US market. Those markets... Uh, two or three years into a fight back and they're seeing good results accordingly and I think Canada is really really well poised you know and assisted by the likes of Sarah at Radio Connect and, and Catherine at Think TV who you know with whom I'm in contact regularly there's a fantastic opportunity for our for radio and TV to see a renaissance and I, and I genuinely believe that's happening uh, and to be part of that and to, in fact as we said ideally be a catalyst to some of that is just tremendously exciting it, it, it's it's a great honour to be part of this industry and to be part of this transformation and, and you know Lens for Radio is a key part of that. Lens TV's a part of that. The other products we have are parts of that. But the, you know, it's gonna come from the guys and, and, and all the clients we have and I think we see it coming and it's just very exciting. I'm glad that you're uh out in front and, and helping inform the industry of uh, all the opportunities that are are out there as the industry evolves and 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 basically, you know, uh, fights back. Um, so, so thank you. Uh, David Phillips is president and COO of NLogic uh, and joined us today from Toronto. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud.
you looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.